Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Sex Wrap. You're here with Spring and Andrew, and we are here to talk about all things sex and all things um, before sex is and after sex and during sex, all anything related to sex, we're here. Yeah, I mean, and more than that too, like relationships and how to deal with people and how to set up dating sites. And even if you never want to have sex a single time in your whole life, like we're here to answer your questions too. We even talked about asexuality. Um, so how are you today, Spring? <laughs> Great. I was I was thinking, well, our topic today is thinking about waiting to have sex, right? And so that's what I was thinking about, like, saying, like, before, after, oh. I was like, I was trying to, like, gently walk us toward the topic, but I don't think I did it very well. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I wasn't, I was, I was waiting too much or not waiting enough or, it, I mean, I, and I think this is an important question for us to answer. Um, and I think that the answer for it is going to be pretty funny too. Um, but the question came in from a listener, should I wait until marriage to have sex? And uh, this is something that comes up all the time. Um, if you live in the United States uh, and you're going to many of our public schools, you get something called abstinence only until marriage education. So you're learning in like middle school and high school that everybody, the only thing that you should do is wait until marriage to have sex for the first time. Um, so there's a lot of messaging around this. And I think it's interesting that someone sent it in to have us give our responses. Uh, so and, and we're going to talk a little bit about the science. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, norms and mores and morals and all of that. Um, but I mean, really, I, I want to start the episode by saying, like, this is a question only you can answer. Spring and I can't actually answer this one for you. We're going to talk about reasons why and why not and some of the statistics. Um but the reason why people choose to or not to have sex before marriage is based on their own values, their own religion, their own customs, their family, all of those other things. Um, and Spring and I, while we're part of that conversation in your life, and thank you for listening to us, we can't say like yes or no or dump him as quick and easy answers uh, <laughs> to uh, this question. But I think it's a really interesting and an important one for us to talk about. So Spring, should, should we wait until marriage to have sex? Well, what I was thinking about is like, we can think about this question really broadly too. So, you know, you can also think about like, how long am I waiting to have sex with a new partner? How long am I waiting to engage in like any sexual activity, even with a new partner, you know? And um, I have a friend who is like on a lot of dating apps right now, and they're like looking for a long-term relationship. And, you know, sometimes um, when they're engaging in sexual activity with a new person really early, it like, you know, starts to color how they're thinking about the person. It starts to like bring up all these emotions, like all these hormones are going crazy, you know? And so like, I love like thinking about like, how long do we wait to have sex with a new person and why? And like, what are all these factors that really relate to that? Right. And, and yes, it's related to, you know, do you want to wait until marriage to have sex? And that like all of these factors, most of them are true for any relationship you're getting into, right? Like you're always considering like what, 
means that it's the right time for me to have sex with a new person. And that's what we're going to dive into today. Like, what are all of these things and how do we think about them? And and how do you start to tease out what's the most important things to consider for you, for your relationships? Right. Because this is really about you individually. Um so I think I, I kind of want to start with the reasons why people choose to wait to have sex or wait until marriage to have sex, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, and like Spring said, it's different for different people. If you've already had sex with people, you can still wait, you know, different amounts of times. You hear those, uh, the crazy stories like women are supposed to wait until the third, the third date to have sex or like some apps you have sex right away and other apps you wait to have sex. Like, so there's lots of other rules that sort of surround the, the, the topic. Um, but I think it would help to start our conversation to talk about like, what are some of the reasons why people wait until, why, why people wait to have sex or wait until marriage if we're answering the question specifically. Um, and the number one one that comes up is often there are a lot of religions um, that say like part of our moral belief structure is that sex is something that's only going to happen with one other person in your whole life. And it's only going to happen to the person you're married with. And you're supposed to wait until you're married to have sex with that person. So there's a lot of religious beliefs that sort of say that for some people um, in the United States and countries, we know that relates uh, rates of religiosity and religion are dropping in the United States and fewer and fewer people are stating that they're religious or going to church or synagogue or temple or, um, but religious and moral beliefs for a lot of people are what, you know, determine whether or not they're going to have sex before marriage. Uh, this is one of the reasons why I really don't like abstinence only until marriage uh, education programs in schools, because if you're not religious and someone's trying to say, well, my religion says that you should wait, it doesn't really hold much weight with the other person. Like, well, that's nice. That your religion says that. Yeah, see? Yeah. Um, so that's the one that comes to mind the most for me, but there's a whole bunch of other ones out there. And I mean, highly related to religion is cultural values. And, you know, sometimes um, religion is a big part of someone's culture. And so sometimes it's kind of even really hard to tease out whether, you know, it's a religious value or a cultural value. Um, And so for some people, it can be a little bit of both. For some people, it might be stronger religion or culture. But yeah, when there are values that are surrounding you, that are telling you that you should wait to have sex, that you should wait until marriage to have sex, that you should wait, that waiting is better or purer or um, makes you a better person, then um, that can highly impact your beliefs. And so that's not to say that that those things are right or wrong, but it's to say that these are some of the things that are impacting how people think about whether they're ready to have sex or not. I mean, something that I think is interesting when we start looking at these cultural values is that they aren't true for all cultures and all parts of the world. So it's like individually. And then when we look at men and women, even in the same culture, it is much more likely that women will feel cultural pressure to not have sex until marriage. But it's okay culturally for men to experiment and have sex before marriage. I mean, it causes some issues if you look at something like math, um, how many people are out there and what's going on. But these cultural values, I think, often have a lot of oppression built into them. And some of that or most of that oppression is oppressing women and women's sexual exploration. But we'll talk more about that in just a few minutes, too. 
Well, and we can also think about, you know, this from a non-heteronormative standpoint, right? So we're kind of thinking about marriage. So we're kind of like actually framing this in terms of heteronormativity, right? We're kind of talking about um, men and women having sex for the first time is kind of like what that question pushes us into that frame in some ways. And um and that's not that's not uh, a lot of people's orientations, right? And so we're also starting to think like, okay, these religious and cultural values, not only are they shaping, you know, these ideas about waiting to have sex, but they're also shaping ideas around what type of sex is allowed and what type of sex is considered sex and what type of sex is um, okay to have. Lots of rules surrounding these cultural norms. Um, so I was with my my current partner, my long-term partner, um, before gay marriage was legal in the United States, which means that if I was following this, uh, don't, <laughs> don't have sex don't until marriage. Don't look up the date. No one, marriage, no one needs to look up the date of when that was. <sighs> I mean, gay marriage, like in the whole United States, was only a couple years ago that it was passed. It's really pretty <laughs> recent. Um, but I would have been with my partner for many years, um, waiting until marriage happened. So for the, for LGBTQ folks out there, the question does look a little bit different, anyway. Um, but part of the reason, like, so we can talk about religions, we can talk about cultures, but I think it's also important to talk about um, some of the emotional and psychological reasons why somebody might wait until marriage as well. Um, there's lots of people who have like that this idealized vision, you know, like I'm going to wait and I'm going to have this super romantic night and I'm going to be with this person on that night and I'm going to share something special with them. I've saved it my whole life and I'm going to give it away on my wedding night. Um, and sometimes uh, the emotional component is, you know, like I want to make sure that I have the strongest possible emotional and intimate and like all of these other aspects of relationships and connection with you before we start having physical intimacy, right? So there's a lot of different sorts of emotional reasons um, or personal values that someone might have, right? Like you don't need religion to say, you know what, I'm going to not do this until I'm married. So people can have personal values or make decisions about their bodies or their relationships outside of that. But um, there's a lot of different emotional, psychological and personal reasons why someone might wait until marriage, right? Like, and, and I think all of us sort of can understand what that looks like or why someone might make some of those decisions. And, you know, when we talk about sex, you know, we talk about practice, we talk about, you know, how do you get better at sex as practice? How do you get better at negotiating things around sex? How do you get better at like, engaging in um, tough discussions with partners, you know, all of these things, like it's practice, practice, practice is like what makes you better at, you know, all of this communication and things that need to happen around it. And, um, and the emotional part of that is true as well, right? Like handling emotional emotions that come up that are related to sex and to sexual activity. There's a lot of emotions that people need to learn how to manage. And sometimes people also aren't ready to do that, right? And so here we're talking about like these emotional and psychological reasons. And like, yeah, like you might not be in a place in your life where you feel like, 
I can handle all those emotions too. Like maybe you have a lot of emotions you're already handling. Maybe you have a lot of things just going on in your head, in your body, right? And yeah, that's a perfectly great reason to say like, I'm not ready to do this, right? Because because there is a lot of um, managing and practicing and communicating that goes along with that. Absolutely. Um, Another er area uh, where some people choose not to have sex until marriage or choose not to have sex for, you know, they wait a longer period of time when they're entering into a new relationship is they there are negative consequences that can be a part of sexual relationships with people. We have many, many, many episodes about these over the last six years. Uh, But we can talk about like trying to minimize your risk of contracting a sexually transmitted infection. Unintended pregnancy scares, especially with the way the United States looks right now. Uh, I live in Florida and a bill looks like it's going to pass that's going to restrict abortion rights to six weeks, which is terrifying. Um, We have an episode about that from about a year ago, but now it's happening like in my home turf. Um, But right, like if I was a a young woman, right, and I really didn't want to get pregnant and I lived in a place where abortion wasn't available. I would probably be much more resistant or hesitant um, in having sex with people earlier on in relationships until I knew exactly where we stood and what that relationship looked like, looked like and what kids meant inside of that relationship. Um, so avoiding some of those negative, I mean, I hate the word consequences, but uh, uh, avoiding some of those things that you don't want um, when you're having sex with people is a reason why some people may wait until marriage as well. Yeah. Any other reasons that you can think of, Spring, like the really common ones why people wait until marriage? I mean, I feel like um, sometimes people want to make sure they're going to be in a relationship for a while. Sometimes, you know, and this is kind of related to some risk taking. Some people are more risk averse, right? And so there are some risk associated with any interactions with another human being, right? Like there are emotional risks, there are energetic risk, and there are physical risk when you are um, deciding to engage in sexual activities. And so, you know, we're talking about, um, of course, you can reduce your risk, you know, you can use condoms, you can use different types of birth control, you can use um, other types of barriers also. And so, yeah, you can reduce risk. And you know, something that some people consider like risky is, you know, they don't want to have a lot of partners or they don't want to um, have a partner that they're not really sure about that partner's going to like be around for a long term. And so this idea of like, you know, just wanting to like feel really secure with someone before deciding to have sex, I think that's something that's really common as well. People just might want to wait and feel like, yeah, this person's going to be around for a while. This person is committed to me. This person cares about me and what happens to me. And once I'm really sure of that, then that feels like someone, yeah, I want to have sex with. Yeah. So it's really important to think about all of those various reasons. And Spring and I support people who are waiting to have sex or wait longer when they enter a new relationship um, across all of those as well, right? Like part of being a good friend and being a supportive person saying like, oh, yeah, you're making that choice because you've thought about it. You've reflected on it. It makes sense for you in your life right now. You're not trying to push it on other people. We're not pushing our ideas on other people. Um, Then that's great. Um, 
But we do need to take a short break. When we get back, I think we should talk about the other side of the coin, like some of the negatives that can come um, if you wait until marriage to have sex. But thank you for listening, everyone. We will be right back. Welcome back to the episode, everybody. Today we are talking about should I wait until marriage to have sex? So we've spent the last, you know, 15, 20 minutes talking about some of the reasons what, why people might choose to wait to have sex. Um, I think it's really important uh, to say that the vast, vast, vast majority of Americans <laughs> do not wait until marriage to have sex, right? Um, there are surveys that we ask men and women, um, and it's like five to eight percent of people report waiting to have sex until marriage. Like the number is small. And that number is probably even smaller because a lot of people are probably going to feel guilty and say like, oh, yes, I'm one of the few virgins on my wedding night kind of story. Um, so we know overwhelmingly and like this is talking to like 22 year olds, right? Like, like in the United States, like 90 percent of 22 year olds have been sexually active. So like most people do not wait until marriage to have sex. It's another reason why I really don't like abstinence only until education or abstinence only until marriage education, because even if it was effective, which it's not, 92% of people it doesn't matter for. So anyway, <clears throat> so waiting until marriage to have sex can be affirming and there are some potential positives for people, right? And Spring and I are not saying you should or shouldn't do it, but I think most of the conversation should be aimed at or geared towards people who are going to be having sex before marriage. But if you don't have sex, right, there are some issues that do come up. And, and I mean, for me, the one that pops to mind first is the idea of sexual incompatibility. Like you've all probably seen internet memes, like you're supposed to test car drive, uh, test drive a car before you buy it. <laughs> um, it is possible if you wait until marriage to have sex with somebody that you are completely sexually incompatible that your intimacy doesn't work that you don't like each other's smells or taste or it doesn't feel good or it's too big or it's too small or like when we look at sexual compatibility it's actually one of the top reasons that people get divorced and waiting until you're married to have sex with somebody you know significantly increases the chances that you might have serious incompatibility with that other person um so I think it's really important to think about these sort of issues um, if you are planning on waiting until you're having until you're married with somebody to have sex. And you know, if you wait until you're married to have sex and then you find out that you're not sexually compatible, that can be really difficult to navigate at that point, right? Because you may not enjoy doing the same types of activities. You might not be turned on by the same things. You might not even, um, you know, you might besides like fit besides like enjoyment, like, you know, there can be some very basic, just like, I, I don't like that. And that person really likes that. And, you know, how are we going to navigate this for this? Like, um, long-term <laughs> relationship that we've committed to. And, um, and it's not like you can't get around those things either. So we're not saying like, you know, this could happen to you. So you have to have sex before you're married. Um, but it's like, just like we're talking about thinking about the reasons that people wait. We also want to think about some of the things from the other side. And, you know, um, this one, this one to me feels like, I feel like, wow, that would like really, really not be fun to try to navigate for like, you know, and, um, and 
but you might have some clues before that point, right? So like if you um, were waiting to have sex until marriage, but you like made out with your partner, you know, at least like you might have some clues about even like the way that you kiss with each other and the like way that it starts to feel like really exciting. If you like feel that like build and you feel that like um, spark between the two of you, like you might have some signs about um, how good that compatibility might be or how mismatched it might be from those things. And so I would say like also really pay attention to those clues, right? Like if you're kissing and the kissing doesn't feel exciting oh, ever, no. and it and it just feels like we're pressing our lips together. I would not expect that the sex would be good, right? Like this is a sign that your sexual compatibility is probably not great. And so you can um, look for other things to be um, little uh, clues to what that compatibility might be like. Yeah, like a proxy for it. You know, I'm sitting here and as Spring's talking, I'm like, imagine being with somebody who doesn't like blowjobs and, and you love blowjobs or, or doesn't like to receive them and you love to get. There's just so many different ways that this can be problematic inside of a relationship. But um, but I think equally um, potentially terrible uh, or potentially a pitfall for people who wait until marriage is the expectations that they have surrounding sex. And this is one where like, the media and movies and television and our parents and religion and culture, like they all make it seem like on your wedding night, you're going to be with this person and you're going to have like ultimate ecstasy and everything's going to feel great. And it's going to be rose petals and kisses and cuddles and breathless gig. Nah, the first time <laughs> most people have sex and we have an episode about this too. Um, it's not very good. Like the vast majority of people, uh, men and women and non-binary people, the first times they have sex, it's not good. Like it's just, you don't know your body that well. You don't know the other person's body very well. You really don't know what's going on. Um, if you've waited until you're like 24 or 25 or 26 years old to have sex for the very first time, you're going to have so much pent up, like a mix of anxiety and shame and guilt and excitement sort of all built together that's going to give you this really unrealistic expectation of what that event is going to look like. And you're probably going to let be quite a let down. I mean, I'm just, mm. you're going to be let down that first time. Um, even if you're sexually active, right? If you've had multiple sexual partners, that first time you have sex with somebody, those expectations you have, you know, get shifted around a little bit because no two people are exactly the same. Um, but I think that expectations that people have of sex, especially if they've never experienced it, and, and if they're getting married at, you know, the average age of first marriage in the United States is creeping up to 30 at this point. So waiting until you're 30, you're going to have some really interesting expectations. Unless, I think along with this, there are some people who uh, wait until, like some people who wait until they're married to have sex, rush getting married so they can have sex. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, because it's so hard to wait for so many reasons, right? Like, even if you really are like all those reasons about waiting, like really resonate with you and you feel like, yeah, I really want to wait. But then like when you feel really excited about someone, then like it can become hard to wait in that moment, right? Like even if your whole life, you're like, I agree with all those things. I want to wait until marriage. And then when you find this person that you really are feeling strongly about and you're thinking like, yeah, we're on the way to marriage. Yeah. You can like feel a lot of pressure then to like, like do it 
much sooner than you might want to otherwise. And, and yeah, that like that excitement to have sex can really be a driver for that because, because sex is normal and natural. And it is part of, you know, who we are as humans is to like, want to engage in that type of activity with other humans. So like, it is normal to want that. And, and, I don't think that we want sex to be the reason for our relationships, right? Like, even though it can be like a strong part, like to say like, this is, you know, the reason I'm getting married or (laughs) the reason for whatever, then like that becomes like, well, well, what happens then after that, right? Like if the, if you have rushed this for that and then, okay, now you're in this relationship, you're in this marriage, you're in this commitment. Um, and, and then there's a a lot of other things that come after that. Right. And so, so yeah, it's, it's really, it's really big decisions you're making and to like, to hinge it on like this, this like animalistic desire to have sex with someone. (laughs) seems like a lot to put on that, right? (laughs) Yeah, I I have a really good friend who's an ex-Mormon and he ended up getting married at 21 years old because he and his love desperately wanted to have sex. And he is now an ex-Mormon and no longer with this person because they realized pretty short, like not that long into their relationship that, you know, all of that primal sexual energy that was like, oh my God, we have to get married. Oh my God, we have to get married. We have to get married like right now. So I can get a release and I can feel, you know, human again. Um, There wasn't a lot left in the relationship after that release happened. And uh, I think they're both much happier now, but I actually got to watch it in real life. Like a friend, like none of my other friends got married at 21 years old, but my one (laughs) friend was waiting until marriage just that, that marriage just seems so quick. Um, and the idea of marriage has changed over time, right? If we go back not very far in history, people were getting married, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18. That was like a pretty normal age to get married not long ago. Um, and now asking people to wait until they're, you know, 27, 28, 29, 30 to get married is a very different kind of question. But um, it, it, people do feel pressure, right? And that pressure to get married in order to have sex can really disrupt some of those relationships. Um, it's also like I mentioned my friend who's an ex-Mormon, a lot of people who are waiting until marriage to have sex, like, you know, there's a whole sort of like cascade of reasons surrounding them. But a lot of those reasons um, come with some negative aspects of sexual communication. Spring and I talk about sexual communication all the time on our show. And if you want to have good sex with somebody, you pretty much have to be good at communicating about sex with somebody as well. And um, if your whole life has been about not sharing physical intimacy and not talking to people, if your identity is sort of like, no, I've waited this whole time, um, you're probably going to have a pretty hard time actually talking about sex, your needs, your body, your wants, and then asking other people good questions about what they need in their bodies and what they want. Um, And I think it's much more likely to lead to pretty significant misunderstandings or miscommunications when you're with somebody if you've waited and if you've not practiced, right? Spring and I talk all the time about practicing these conversations, practicing them in your head, practicing them with a friend, practicing them with casual partners or hookups or whoever you're whoever you're in relationships with, friends and otherwise. Um, so I think that, that the difficulties that come navigating those conversations, if you wait until marriage, can be really significant and severe for people inside of those relationships. Because you've never learned those skills, you've never practiced those skills, can make it really, really difficult. 
And, you know, I think that's really highly related to like anxiety and stress in a relationship. Um, so, you know, if you don't have those skills, that's going to put more stress on the relationship. It's going to make you feel like, um, how am I able to like meet the needs of my partner? How am I able to like, um, have them be happy and healthy in this relationship? And, you know, we all want people that we love to be happy in their relationships and we want to feel happy in the relationships. And so, you know, when these difficulties around sex are coming up, then it's going to create stress in the relationship and the stress in the relationship, you know, impacts every part of your relationship. So it can be really difficult to try to, you know, manage these conversations, manage the communication, manage all these things that are coming up. And and then also like, yeah, now you have this very stressful relationship that um, you're you're going to need therapy to like help navigate, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> like, that's hundred percent. Like, and, and typically the reasons why people report delaying sex until marriage um, involve a lot of shame. They involve a lot of repression. They involve a lot of guilt around sexuality and sexual communication. Um, so there's a lot of risk for some for being pretty sexually repressed. So like, you know, you've waited until marriage, you're with somebody. It's not like, you know, 20 or 23 or 30 years of not having sex and turning that off and, you know, telling yourself I'm going to wait. Like on marital bliss, a ring slides onto your finger and all of a sudden 20 years of repression and anxiety and guilt go away. No, it's going to take a ton of work. So that waiting can negatively impact like the psychological and emotional state surrounding sex and the physiological responding of sex too. So I think it's just really important to say that there's a whole cascade of potential issues surrounding it. Some of them are physical health. Some of them are mental health. Some of them are societal, um, you know, it's just, it's really important when you're making these decisions to really think in the long term as well. And anything else that we should talk about potential pitfalls of waiting until marriage to have sex for the very first time? Um, I mean, I think that, you know, you can imagine a lot of things. There's a, there's a lot of things that we can like keep coming up with, like potential problems, you know? And I also don't want to like, way too heavily on these because I don't want it to come across also as, you know, um, you know, you better not wait until marriage because all these things could happen. You know, it's almost like um, the uh, we're almost then we become like the opposite of abstinence only education, right? And abstinence only education, they're threatening, like, don't have sex or this will happen to you. And I don't want to say like, um, you better have sex or this will happen <laughs> to you. <Yep>. Um, <laughs> because it's it's personal it's all personal and and what we want to do is like raise all of the things so that people can start to make their own decisions right and so yeah we're just like bringing up all these things and i don't want to i don't want to keep imagining like and but there are there are a lot of other things i think we can come up with and yeah you can come up with them on in your own head too so let's say like there are reasons people um, want to wait. And then there are reasons that we just want you to be aware of that like um, could impact your relationship quality and relationship satisfaction um, that come up from waiting and until marriage specifically to have sex. 
Yeah. And um, we were looking at the research about this earlier today, um, and it's a mixed bag, right? For some people, it's been a quite positive issue. For some people, it's been a really negative issue. Um, I think the more important thing is the reason why people are waiting or not waiting. And if you've thought about it, if you've listened to this episode and we've given you some like fodder to sort of like dig through and examine your own beliefs, and at the end of it, you're like, no, I strongly believe I should or shouldn't, or I should wait or or I'll partially wait or maybe just blow jobs and hand jobs or whatever, whatever the outcome is. <laughs> um, as long as you're there and you believe it and it's supporting and nurturing you and making you feel good and making your relationship feel good, then that's what this is all about. If it's being affirming and helpful and nurturing and making you a better person and making your relationship stronger, like, like that's, that, that's really for me the answer to this question. Should I wait until marriage to have sex? Um, there's a million things that you can think about, positives and negatives, but really, like, is this working for you? Is it making your life better? Is it making your relationship stronger? And then if you ask yourself, like, where will I be in three years and five years and how does it impact those sort of time points? Like, that, that's what I want people to be doing. That's the kind of reflection. And that's what I wish sex education did too. Like certainly waiting can be great, but knowing your body and knowing your partner and knowing your needs and making sure that there's compatibility are also great. So I think there's like <laughs> benefits sort of lurking around the edges. Um, but waiting for marriage is not going to do things like improve your relationship quality, improve your sexual communication, ensure sexual compatibility. So those things that you might have learned in absence only education until marriage are absolutely not true. It's, it could actually cause some of the opposites. Um, but still, at the end of the day, like I said at the beginning, this is a deeply personal decision that that you have to make. And Spring and I can't answer it directly for you. We can tell you that you know, the vast majority of people don't wait until marriage before sex and that the rates of things like divorce are the same on both sides of the coin. So yeah, I don't, what, what do we make with that? <laughs> we make um sex pudding <laughs> i would totally eat some pudding i forgot my lunch today <laughs> i don't want sex pudding everybody please do not send <laughs> anyway uh, any final thoughts about waiting spring um not really i think you know um i i want to just like bring it back to like um, a broader issue. Cause I think, you know, a lot of people, um, think about, you know, sex before marriage, um, as maybe not as relevant to them. And I want to bring it back to like, to open up the conversation, you know, to people who are, you know, dating and like waiting for however long before they have sex with a new partner and just bring it back to like, um, really, you know, there's a lot of similarities here, you know, even if you're not thinking of waiting um, that extended amount of time, um, a lot of the things are really similar. So, you know, you're still considering, um, a lot of these issues. And when we're thinking about, you know, the pressure on the relationships and like some things that might come up if you're like waiting for a long time, like those things are all still really relevant. And so like, yeah, maybe you aren't like in a marriage then like once these things come up, but yeah, it's kind of like finding the balance that's right for you. Like how long makes sense for you to wait based on knowing like all of these things, based on knowing all of the things on either side. And then when is the right time for you? Yeah. Oh, can I say one interesting thing I saw in the research? 
Mm-hmm. So uh, perceptions of health of relationship are different between men and women in relationships, um, where women typically see relationships as more valuable if they wait a little bit longer. For men, there's no difference. Isn't that interesting? Interesting. But that makes yeah. sense because of culture telling women that they should wait and women, like if you listen to our episode about like, what's your number? Like all of those stresses are sort of related to this and most of them apply negatively to women and not as much to men societally. Not fair. So anyway, <laughs> uh, whatever you're doing, make sure you're doing it because you want to for reasons that make sense for you, that fill you with happiness and make sure that your life is a place where you want it to be. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. If you have any questions about this episode or any other questions about sex or sexual health or relationships, we would love to hear from you. You can call us at uh, 413-I-RAP-IT. That's rap with a W, W-R-A-P. You can email us. We are the sexrap at gmail.com. And you should definitely check out our social media. We are most active on Instagram, uh, but we're also on Twitter and Facebook at The Sex Rap. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too af- Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.